if you know how to articulate your value, you will never be broke. You will never be poor. You will never go without. Because if you know how to articulate your value, that is one thing that nobody can ever take away from you. That is one thing nobody ever can take away from you. And it is a skill set in America in a capitalistic society that will fundamentally allow you to succeed. Period. 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 Good morning. This is one of those episodes that I hope is going to give you a refined perspective on really what matters and what influences like how the needle is moved in your business, how to drive more success, regardless of what season of business that you are in. And I hope it's a perspective that will continue to help you like elevate where you should be focusing to be able to gain traction and maintain momentum. And I wanted to hop on today. I'm currently right now, I'm in a, a coaching pro. It's more of a mastermind, more of like a strategic advisory situation with everybody in the room that I'm in, that I'm working with right now is, you know, seven figure business owners. And they're in a wide range of industries, a wide range of niches. And yesterday during our hot seat session, this is kind of what I'm about to share with you is what came up during some of the dialogue. So this is just me sharing some high level perspective of the mastermind that I'm in right now with some other seven figure business owners. One of the things that kind of kept coming up, we were kind of talking about where I add the most value in the marketplace and kind of what my perspective is on the marketplace and like what I think is really, really, really important. Like if there was just one thing I could teach the people I've been called to serve, like what would that one thing be? Um, but the thing for me is like, there, if there's like, if I really had to boil down the real results that I help my clients with, and I think the thing that has allowed so many of my clients to be so successful in such a short period of time, it all boils down to value articulation. And the thing that I was, you know, processing, I think regardless of whatever season you're in, you have to really discover what is the level of value articulation that's required for this season that I am in. And what we can end up doing is that, you know, as you grow your business, you know, getting from zero, I think there's like key thresholds and like key markers of distinction in your business growth. I think from zero to 100K is a really interesting season. And that first area of, you know, value articulation that you're trying to figure out is what can I actually deliver that will provide value? And that's the level of value articulation that's really required from that zero to 100K. So that zero to 100K, you might be customizing a lot of things. You're probably working with clients privately one-on-one. You're probably trying and testing out a bunch of different offer types. I know I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on building an email list. What does that even mean? <laughs> I'm going to focus on creating a course. What did, what does that even mean? I'm selling a workshop. I was selling private one-on-one. I was testing out you know, in-person events. I was testing out all these things because I was trying to first discover what is my value. And I think it's really important to distinguish that it, part of that season two is recognizing that my work is not my worth. What I get financially compensated is based off the value that I can deliver. And that was probably one of the key mindsets that I discovered from zero to 100K is first just discovering where like where do I add value in the marketplace? And the mental mindset shift that I had at that season was how do I differentiate between my work is not a reflection of my self-worth? Really, really, really important. Like if, if I'm saying something that's really resonating with you, please write it down. Your My work is not a representation of my self-worth. And what I get compensated financially, when what what people 
pay me for is based off the value that I can deliver. Based off the value, the depth of value of the problem that I'm solving for them. So that was really when you think about articulation of value and that first season of when you're growing your business, it's really important to, that's the first area of value. What discovering what my value actually is. Then you start to recognize, okay, I know that I can solve problems. How do I now make this a bit more concrete? How do I lay a foundation for what I've now discovered? And that's what I think is really important to have happen at that one hundred to three hundred thousand dollar mark. And from a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars, you've now discovered that you know how to deliver value, that you have value that people are willing to pay for. But now you have to make some decisions. And that's the next level of value articulation. If we're looking at this phase as you progress, is like okay, now from a hundred to three hundred k, what value can I deliver consistently? Not just can I just deliver value. And recognizing that, you know, from that 100 to 300K, it's not like, how do I do it in a way that's actually going to be sustainable for me long term? And this is where, again, more decisions come in. You have to now decide what is the business model that I'm going to use? What is the price point that I'm going to be selling at? Like, am I going to be doing a, you know, like, you have to pick the model. When you pick the model, it's like, what value can I deliver within a within a model, within a vehicle, right? It's not just about me customizing where I'm just bouncing from thing to thing where I'm just doing whatever somebody asks of me, but versus I'm now stepping into the authoritative figure, my shoulders are bouncing back. Us ladies, you know, let the girls shine through. We're coming in with a little bit more of, okay, like I'm now driving the direction. And this is where you start now. Now the value articulation is, can I actually drive demand? How consistently can I drive demand for the value that I know that I can deliver? And that's a different level of value articulation at that 100 to 300K mark. So the decisions that you have to make here is what is my business model? Am I going to be selling a course? Because that's a very different business model than continuing to go with private one-on-one. And that's a very different business model than selling a group coaching program. It's a very different business model than going to an agency. So in the online space, those are normally the four routes you're going to go. And it's not to say that this is the only thing that you will sell ever in your business. But it's about where do I want 80% of my revenue to be coming from? And a lot of the time, it's not even what you want. It's just what's already true. It's This is the season where I think value articulation is you just claiming what's already real, what's already true. So you think about, okay, what is the model that I'm going to be make, going to be focusing on where 80% of my revenue is going to be coming from? Do I want to sell digital courses that are more DIY self-study? Do I want to sell more of an elevated you know, group coaching program where there's curriculum? Where, you know, I'm really here not just teaching material, but facilitating the, the entirety of the transformation. Do I want to grow with an agency where there's still that service component, but it's, it's a done for you type of value delivery? Or do I want to continue to grow with private one on one? Where do I want 80% of my revenue to come from? It's really you learning how to drive demand for one area of value on a more consistent basis. How stable is it? And I think that 100 to 300K is one of the murkiest waters because I think a lot of the time we don't realize what I'm articulating now, right? We just keep thinking, if I just keep hustling and keep customizing and just keep selling anything, keep selling everything, keep trying to quote unquote do it all where I'm selling courses. And and I think the other part of the business model is not just the delivery mechanism, but it's also what is the price point? This is where you're, you're, again, driving demand is about how effectively can you articulate value within your messaging, within your marketing. 
And you have to decide, do I want to sell a low ticket, something that's less than $3,000, or do I want to sell high ticket, something that's above $3,000? That threshold is really important. Why? Because the buyer psychology is fundamentally different when you are making an investment decision or a purchasing decision on something less than $3,000 in our space versus something that's more than $3,000. So how you articulate your value through your messaging so that you can drive demand will be fundamentally different approaches and different strategies if you're selling something on the lower end versus if you're selling something on the higher end. So those are two really important decisions you have to start to think through at that 100 to 300K mark. Like, what is my delivery mechanism that I want to be focusing on building the foundation of so that I can, that can be where most of my revenue is coming from? And then secondarily, how do I start to drive demand within my messaging? And that's 100% de- dependent on, are you selling a low ticket or high ticket offer? Because if you're selling a high ticket offer, you have to articulate your value in a more sophisticated and elevated fashion than if you are selling something that's less than $3,000. It's a different value articulation because it's a different buyer psychology. So really that phase of value articulation is it's really you perfecting and getting a better understanding of how do I drive demand you know, you guys get what I'm saying here? So that's really about like the value that I've been learning uh, or recognizing as necessary at that phase. Then the next big thing is 300K to a million. Now value articulation, again, it continues to morph and evolve. And that first phase was really about understanding what value can I deliver? Second thing was that, okay, what value can I drive by driving demand, right? Now you go from 300K to a million. It's like, like, you're now in a different phase of value articulation. Now it's like you need to start doubling down, going all in. Now it's really about how can I deliver value and articulate value in the form of my program delivery where clients are able to get a consistency of results without dependency on me as the creator, where my value is no longer buying people to people, where people are just buying because it's me right? People are just buying because it's you, but the value is being created. The value that's being delivered is because of my processes, of my frameworks, of my models, of my curriculum. And when I really believe, this is truly what I believe in from what I, the data that I've seen from the hundreds of clients that I've worked with, from the peers that I know that are running six and seven figure businesses, eight figure businesses, it's your success is 100% dependent on your ability to the, articulate the the accurate level of value for the season that you are in. This is what I was communicating yesterday during, um, somebody had asked a question about value and like, I just started going on this riff that I'm sharing with you now. And it's like, I truly believe that, especially as, you know, the, the, the realization for me for this has always been why I've always really mastered and cared about value articulation is because being a black woman in America, there's privilege that I was not born into. There is a socioeconomic like financial status that I was not born into. There is a level of acceptance that naturally does not come because you are a black woman, right? When working in corporate America, I'm like, how do I play this game of advancing in this environment when it was the system was fundamentally designed for me not to succeed? How do you succeed in a world that was designed for you to fail? And that's always been the question that is always running in the back of the mind. How, I, in my mind, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm biracial. I have a white mother. 
I have a black and Puerto Rican dad. Society views me as a black woman because of my skin complexion and my hair. When, you know, you go into corporate environments, you go into these different environments, it's like, how do you succeed in a system that was fundamentally designed for you not to even have access to it at one point in time? And let alone not even you have access to it. It was designed for you not to succeed. So how do you win? How do you win? How do you grow? How do you advance? How do you tap into different tax brackets? How do you tap, tap into different financial status and socioeconomic status? That's a question that I've always thought about. And the thing for me has always been, okay, when I don't have the privilege, because, you know, there's certain privileges that you have being a white woman. There's certain privileges that you have being, a, we all know about the privileges that you have being a white man in America. You know, what, how do you succeed when you're not in the good boys club? How do you succeed when you don't have the relationships? You can't call the uncle. You don't have those necessarily, those personal connections. How do you succeed? And for me, I have always been able to advance, advance in the thing that I desire to obtain because I was able to articulate my value. And it first started with me even fundamentally recognizing that I have value. There is worth beyond my physical appearance. There is worth beyond the curves of my body. There is worth beyond my, like your perception of me being, you know, pretty attractive or whatever. And there, I first had to discover what my value was. And it's not, you know, I think the world and our family and our friends and our, and, and, the, you know, the environments we grow up in, they can see our value, but you have to believe it. If you don't believe that you have value to deliver, there is no strategy that can save you. There is no door that can be open because you won't even believe that you deserve a seat at the table. Like there's, even if somebody's giving you the opportunity, if you do not fundamentally believe that you have value to contribute and value to offer and that you in essence are of value, you won't even walk into the room. You won't raise your hand. You won't speak up. And that's the, the first thing is that like many people never make six figures. It's not because they're not capable. It's not because God didn't want you to have that comma in your bank account. It's a hundred percent because of your flesh. It's because about what you believe about yourself. Do you believe that you're valuable? Do you believe that you can deliver value? Because if you don't believe that, how can you advocate for yourself? I believe that black women and brown women, Latino women, black women have a difficult time. Part of the reason why I think we get underpaid in corporate environments or in, why there's a pay gap, partly is due to the system. But the other part is because I think so many of us, because of slavery, because of society, and women in particular, women and people like women of color, more than anybody get paid less than everybody else. And I think the re- why is that? If you don't believe you have value, you're not going to advocate for yourself. You're not going to speak up to demand something different. So of course you're going to get paid less. We live in a capitalistic society. Who wins in a capitalistic society? Part of it, again, part of this is like fucked up. Part of this is a system and, and I get that, but I'm at the part that we actually can have some more control over and being able to navigate is like, are you even advocating for your value? Are you speaking up and questioning it? Are you even asking for it? So like closed mouth, don't get fed. And, and, and if you don't believe that you have value and if you can't de- define and determine what your value is, and then from there, if you can't advocate that value and, and part of this, again, we live in a capitalistic society. We live in a world where opportunity is created based off the deliver that you can, the, the value that you are delivering. In, a, in accordance to what somebody else's perception is of the problem that you're solving. That's it. Business is simple. It's really simple. The stuff that's hard is all this mental junk. The stuff that's hard is you learning this, like recognizing this. This is the one thing, like if I, 
only had one message to preach in my for the rest of my life, this would be it. Because if you can learn how to articulate your value by one, discovering what it is, learning how to drive demand, articulating your value through messaging, because it's not just about can you deliver value. Deliver value is cost of entry. The way that you get paid and the way that you get paid more is not just based off of the value that you can deliver. It's it's off of the demand that you can create for the value that you can deliver. Somebody write that down. Like you're, we live in a capitalistic society. Like you have to reckon, we are not a socialist society. We are not a communist society. We are not just because you hear you should just get paid. That's not, we don't live in it. We don't live in that type of world in America. At least we live in a capitalistic society. It's not socialism where because you exist, everybody just gets, it ain't that we live in a society where it, you, you have to advocate for yourself. You have to be able to articulate your value. If you want to raise at your job, you have to communicate based off of my skill set and the understanding of the function of this business. This is what my value can contribute to the bottom line. And this is why you should pay me more. You don't just get paid more because you showed up to work. No, not in a capitalistic society. So like, instead of getting mad at the system, my thing is like, okay, let me recognize what the system is and let me decide for myself what role I'm about to play. What is my position going to be? And what's required? But I think if there was one message I could articulate for now to the rest of my time, it's, it's if you know how to articulate your value, first you have to know how, that you can actually deliver value and recognize the positioning of the problem that you can solve in the world. But if you know that you can deliver value, and then from there, if you know how to articulate your value, you will never be broke. You will never be poor. You will never go without. Because if you know how to articulate your value, that is one thing that nobody can ever take away from you. That is one thing nobody ever can take away from you. And it is a skill set in America, in a capitalistic society that will fundamentally allow you to succeed. Period, 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 period. And that's why I've learned how to crack the code. That's how I've learned how to quote unquote beat the system. That is for me, that is, that is what has allowed me to advance. And I, I, one thing that I do recognize, cause sometimes, you know, I'm in rooms with other white women, with other white men who are American, Australian, you know, European, all over the world. And sometimes they're like, Jay, I don't have a strong program promise. I don't think I do a really great job of articulating my value, but I'm still successful. Why do you believe that so strongly? And yet here I'm proof that I didn't have to do that. Again, you were born into a different area of privilege. There's certain levels of perception that people are born into just fundamentally because of how they look, maybe where they were born, the socioeconomic status they were born into. We, and again, we're also human beings dealing with human beings. Okay. Privilege is not a bad thing. We all have aspects of privilege, regardless of what you are, what cultural background you come from, what gender you are. We all have you being American is a privilege in a lot of regards, right? Like, so we all have different forms of privilege, but. When it comes to, again, a capitalistic society, a financial structure that was designed for certain demographics of individuals to not succeed, when, think about it, if a white man comes into a room saying, I can help you grow your business and I can help you with your finances and taxes, a lot of the time people will just naturally believe it. If a black woman comes into a room and says the exact same thing, what happens most times? They ask for the receipts. They ask for the credentials. They ask for, you know, they might take a little bit more time qualifying that candidate before they're just willing to hire. And that's just, and I'm not saying that's like everywhere and everybody. I'm definitely overgeneralizing in a large capacity here. But like, generally speaking, 
that's is that true? Let me just ask a question. Has that been an experience that you've noticed in your career, in your life, regardless in a situation where maybe you've had to quote unquote prove your capabilities maybe to a different level of extent than other peers? Has that ever been true for anybody? For me, that has been an experience that I've had to navigate. And, you know, I used to get so frustrated and so pissed off. And like, I'm getting emotional now because it can be draining. It is draining. And it causes you to question your worth. It causes you to second guess your value. It causes you to like, well, am I not good enough? Am I not capable of this? Like, do I need to get another degree? Do I need to get a stamp of approval from somebody else? Like it, it is, it is draining. Like the mental and the, 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 the mindset just loops that we play in our head. Like it is draining. And outside of it being draining, I've always asked myself, well, then what, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can either choose. Every choice has an invoice. I was listening to, uh, who was I listening to? I was listening to Buster Rhymes last night on an interview. He's like, every choice has an invoice. So what are you going to do? Are you going to just be, keep getting pissed? Or like, are you going to learn how, like, you have to learn a different tool to succeed here. You just have to learn a different tool to succeed. So are you going to learn a different tool? Okay, everybody else might be able to use a hammer, but just maybe you got to learn how to use a jackhammer or something. Maybe everybody else using a butter knife. Maybe you got to go, you got to sharpen your knife, get a bigger knife, and you got to use a chef knife. Like, people out here are 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 winning riding on horses. Maybe you got to get out here and you got to get a car. Like, you have to... You got to play the cards you are dealt the best way that you can play them. And I'm like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to sit here and keep allowing yourself to be drained because you're trying to play the game by rules with privilege that you were not born into? Or are you going to learn how to play the game differently? You got to learn your own code. And I think this is, this is why I'm so passionate about what I teach and what I share for you guys, because most business books, most marketing books are written by who? White men. So they're giving you perspective on how to succeed from an angle of a vantage point that many of us were not born into. So if you play the game by the same rules that they are telling you to play, it can be very difficult to win because it's not the same roadmap. It's not the same roadmap. So if you're reading all these books by white men, if you're taking all these coaching programs by white women, if you're learning from people who maybe do not have the same cultural experience as you, I'm not saying that their information and the curriculum they provide is not going to be of value, but there will be pieces missing in the step because they never, they, there's going to be barriers that they cannot teach you to overcome because they never had to overcome them. There's going to be steps in the playbook that they are not going to teach you because they didn't have to navigate it. And there's no knock on them. It's just, it's different. So like, I'm just, I'm passionate about it because this is the fine print of being a CEO that a white man and a white woman cannot teach a black woman, cannot teach a Latino man, cannot teach a brother, cannot teach some of us because they, they do not have the cultural experience. They don't, that's not their lived experience. It's something they cannot teach. They can teach you the importance of raising your rate, but they can't help you navigate the mindset barrier of, rec- you know, of, of, of learning how to recognize your value when your ancestors used to be sold. That's, that's a different level of financial awareness. They might teach you, you know what I'm saying? Like they can teach you, okay, I need to raise my rate. I need to charge more. But a certain demographics of people have a difficult time doing that because we fundamentally were viewed in this world, in this society, literally as not human. So no wonder we question our worth and our value in a different way than somebody else. We got different shit we got to work through.
Like, if you're trying to get the job and you're trying to raise your prices, you're not only navigating just do I know how to deliver the value, but I'm navigating these individuals' unconscious biases. I'm navigating society's perception of who I am and what I can do. Do I know how to drive demand despite that shit? Like, that is something that a white man can't teach you. He can teach you marketing. He can teach you sales. He can teach you value creation. He can teach you market sophistication. But can he do it with the odds that are stacked against you? Can you teach me how to do this with the barriers that I have to overcome? So y'all, I'm getting, I got five more minutes. I got to go downstairs to my meeting. (laughs) But this is the thing, like, this is my work. This is the foundation of everything that I teach. Because even if you are a white woman or a white man in one of my programs, if you know how to articulate your value in the way that that I know how to articulate my value, that I teach how to articulate your value, you will crush your competition. You will crush your competition because most people are not doing this work. They are not in, in, in spending the time to refine these aspects of that driving demand and articulation of value. This is a skill that I don't care what color you are, what race you are, what age you are. If you can understand somebody else's pain point and understand the problem and you can deliver that value to solve that problem, but then when you can align the articulation and you can communicate in a way that connects the dots on this is the value that I can deliver and also this is the articulation of that value that can be delivered, you will not, you can, anything in this world is possible. Anything in this world is possible. And especially for my brown folks and my tan folks and my, you know, my chocolate folks. This is the thing that if you've been buying course after course, coach after coach, program after program from people who don't look like you, it's not that you might not be doing the work. There just might be a step or a perspective of part of that process that has been missing because they did not have to overcome the barrier that you have to overcome. They didn't have to navigate the challenge and the nuance of it. There's nuances of being a fine, the fine print of being a CEO when you are black, when you are brown, when you are a woman. There's, there's nuances that are different for white men. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not even mad at it. It's just like, it's just different. Just like anybody can make macaroni and cheese, but y'all, we all know that when I go to my white friend's house for Thanksgiving, they macaroni and cheese, cheese tastes different than if I go to my grandma's house for Christmas. It's different ingredients. It's still macaroni and cheese, but they might use different cheese. They might use different milk. They might bake it versus they might, they might cook it differently. So there's little nuances, you know, when, when I think about my grandma's recipe, she can make some dressing like nobody's business, but it's, it's sometimes just a little bit of extra spice. It might be an extra ingredient. There might be a, a different way that it's cooked. It's nuanced differences that can make a world of a change, a world of a difference to the, the, how the, how it tastes on the end. So I just, I hope that this <laughs> served you in some capacity. And it's not to say that one's better than the other. It's just different. But it's just how you want your stuff to taste at the end of the day. So y'all, let me get out of here. I got to get on downstairs, head to this meeting, um, day two of our mastermind. But I just wanted to share, that was like one of the biggest insights that I I had. I got so passionate about it. I'm like, okay, this is this is really my work. This is what I do. If I had one message to preach for the rest of my life, this would be it. Because I think this is something that can cure poverty. This is something that can radically change the financial system. Like if you can articulate your value in a capitalistic society and you're willing to share your value, you're willing to advocate for yourself, you're willing to deliver the value, there is nothing that you cannot have. There is nothing that is unattainable for you. So I wish you all well. You have a blessed day and I'll talk to you guys soon. 